Welcome to the Research Works podcast. My name is Dr. Dana Poole and I get the privilege of bringing to you a very special series this week. I am here in Slovenia at the European Academy of Childhood Disability interviewing the researchers and presenters about their work. This is very exciting and I can't wait for you to delve into this whole research conference series. We hope you enjoy the series. Welcome back, everyone. Here I am once again at EACD with our third guest on the show. And this time we're going to be talking about a poster. So welcome, Johan Ockerman. How was that? Was that good? (laughs) Amazing. Uh, From Ghent University. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on such a short notice. Oh, (laughs) it's so lovely. No, when you told me about your research and I thought, well, this is something that we need to talk about because we don't actually talk about this particular topic a lot. So your poster is is titled uh, Measurement Practices and Use of Technology Among Flemish Pediatric Physiotherapists, which I feel is so topical because technology, we're always talking about it now and where does it actually sit but before we get into that maybe tell us a little bit about uh how you came into this area like what brought you here because you're doing your phd that's not a small thing to decide on no No, i think uh, the main thing i remember when i uh, graduated from my master's degree Mm -hmm. was the 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 want to research something with i prefer games so sure research in games but then especially technological tools which yes. allow people to have a motivating time yeah with within their therapy yeah um and i didn't find any click or i tried some propositions with some uh, professors but my uh, grades weren't the best of the class so it was a little <laughs> bit difficult to find my way back into the world of academia uh-huh. um so i was in practice for about four years okay. then at uh, the a company for which i now also work with uh-huh. they uh, came over with a device uh-huh. which they showed i saw the potential it was the thing when i was studying i thought maybe a device that allows games in therapy would be amazing but i'm not smart enough or uh, <laughs> technically inclined <laughs> enough to make it myself yeah. Yeah. Uh, but i noticed that in their pitch they explained um dcd to therapist so i kind of felt that hmm, maybe there's no therapist working here sure so i sent them an email two weeks later i could uh, start Wow. And then they quickly uh, started the process of trying to get a, a backland grant, mm-hmm. which is a firm cooperation between a university and uh, a company in Flanders. Right. Um, and that's basically how I rolled into the whole process of yeah, ah. investigating technology within physiotherapy in Belgium. Oh, look, that Flanders. is quite a, that's a great story. I love that because... Firstly, the the partnership between industry and university is really important, yeah. right? Because we were talking before and we, we increasingly recognise that research can't be done in a silo. We have to do it together. And industry is, especially when we're developing technology, uh, yeah, you know, you're not the yeah. only person that will say I'm not smart enough to do it. I have got no idea technically, yeah. but we want people who are good at technology combined with our clinical expertise to go, okay, now what can we do? Yeah, and I think... That's also a lot of the conclusions done by researchers who are studying uh, gamification or serious games in in clinical practice. It's the fact that, okay, they are there, but for instance, the Wii Wii Fit was investigated to hell and great results. Yes. But the Wii is no longer made because it's a commercial company. Yeah. And they stopped making movement games. So now what are the physiotherapists to do? Are they to look for second-hand editions of a Wii? And then if something breaks down, well, it was fun for two years, but now you're done. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think collaboration between the industry 
and the sciences is is mm. the key to mm. to just advancing the the implementation of technology within yeah, practices. That's great. And I love that you've mentioned that about the we I, re- I remember that phase too when it came out and yeah. we all went this is great. Yeah. We can engage kids yep. into this. But then what we also found was really difficult was it wasn't sensitive sensitive enough to pick up the different changes no. that movements that kids would have. So it was hard to play the games too, yeah. right? Yeah, and I uh, when I was in practice we used to we as a motivational tool to reward them for mm-hmm. just showing up and being yeah. <laughs> yeah. agreeable with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember specifically a kid with uh, DCD and autism uh, playing the game. And there was one part of the game where you had to uh, step in place uh-huh. and then you had to stop. Uh-huh. That was one of the key mechanisms of the game. And then you had right. to stand on your toes if you wanted to jump. Right. Well, the problem was that whenever they reached an obstacle, they just tensed up all their yeah. muscles and they went to a toe stance their character jumped and so they were unable to just play the game so for five minutes long it was completely frustrating and I think that that's the approach of the company as well to um, make adjustable extra games and that's the primary focus of of what companies working with but then the problem becomes are clinicians able to are they willing to learn a new technological tool yeah yeah. In order for them to answer yep. the questions or the demands of yep. their patients, so that's the that's the very difficult balance. Yeah, and I think that's you've just you re- really stepped us through some of the potential barriers already, yeah. you know. And we do need to address them, otherwise we can't implement them. Yep. Which I guess leads to your poster. So, yep. so tell me about the aim. What is it that you were wanting to demonstrate in this yep. poster? Well, um, this is the poster subject is specifically on pediatric uh, physiotherapists but mm-hmm. we the, the questionnaire itself on which the poster is based is broader so yep. there's a, I think we had a sample of about 310 completed surveys that's great um, of Flemish physiotherapists why Flemish because uh, Belgium has a very interesting uh, linguistical <laughs> challenge so we chose the Flemish part because Within the country itself, and I'm going to uh, refrain from any political statements, okay. but there are differences in the northern region and the southern sure. region, not yeah. only on language base, but also on just yeah the, the implementation of technology, okay. the standards of... of um, I don't, yeah, again, I'm, I'm, I don't want to make a statement on, <laughs> okay, on, okay. on any part, yeah, sure. uh, but there are differences. Sure, sure. Um, so we chose the, the Dutch population or mm-hmm. the, the Flemish-speaking, uh, so Dutch, yeah. Flemish-speaking <laughs> population of the country uh-huh. um, to ascertain how are they measuring things, because mm-hmm. my PhD research was about measurement, technology, and gamification. Great. So we wanted to know, okay, how are they measuring? Are they measuring what they should be? Yep. Um, and then how are their attitudes towards technology? Because it's all fun and games to say technology is great, but if the population whom has to use the technology is no is no fan of, of just the yeah, ID, sure. then yeah, it's very difficult. So that's the, the that was the aim of the yeah, investigation. Great. Um we post a questionnaire in four parts. Whoa. I'm very sorry. That's the table. Okay. Just, <laughs> that <yeah>. table. <laughs> um, we did four parts. One of them was about the demographics standards stuff. Then the balance, the measurements, standardized outcome measures that we did. Uh-huh. And then balance assessment measures specifically. Yep. And lastly, technology. Okay. Um, so the results I showed in my poster are just main demographics to show that the in pediatrics in Belgium, and I think if I look around the the floor here, then <laughs> it's kind of similar globally, but 95% of 
all participants were female in the pediatric field, which could <laughs> so also yeah. be an indication of why sometimes technology, I'm not saying women are difficult with technology, but there is some demographics yeah. suggesting that um, women sometimes feel less inclined to work sure. with technology instead yeah. of providing care on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Yeah, sure. Um, and then uh, we asked them, are, what are you measuring? Yeah. Are you measuring, first of all? Yeah. Are you measuring correctly? Yeah. Um, which... I think uh, in, in our findings, 11% said uh, we measure, we adjust the, the test itself. We perform as it is written in the guidelines. So okay. that's great. Okay. But we pick and choose sometimes which tests in a certain guideline we do. 11% says they do it often. So they basically take some pieces of the movement ABC or the uh, the bot, for instance, the bot to the... Oh, yes, yeah. bot, yeah. So... Um, They take parts and yep. then they just form those instead of others. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's 11% of does it often, which means more than 80% of the time in our questionnaire. And then uh, sporadically is between, I think, 50% of the time and then 80%. And that's 33%. So they're performing according to guidelines, but they're picking and choosing wow. what test they're performing. Uh, the main thing, why, is because of time constraints. In Belgium, sure. the, okay. the reimbursement system is very strict. Okay. So they just have, they don't have the time to perform an hour and a half long test. So that's, that's why technological yeah. tools might help to yeah. perform sure. standardized and efficient Yeah, That's such an interesting point because when you talk about Obviously, assessment is the core of how you can make a lot of decisions, how you can measure whether someone has improved yeah. or not. But when they are really lengthy, it's it's worth saying yeah. that, you know, who's going to pay for that time? Yeah. And is it a worthwhile use of time? I mean, technically it should be, but is there a better way? And I um, guess that's the question you're asking. Is there yeah. a better way we can assess given those are some of the barriers? Yeah. yeah. yeah the main philosophy of, of my doctorate was you just let them play extra games. Mm -hmm and you distill movement data from them playing the extra games. You don't test them formally, sure. which some of the researchers will already be <laughs> angry at me over their, uh, their microphone. But the, the fact that you don't have to measure them to obtain standardized data or, or just objective data yes. to start with yes. is a very interesting thing to work with, I think, because... That's an interesting point, because... Are you saying that's that's the difference between performance and capacity? You're not asking the child to perform for a particular assessment. Yeah. You're sort of wanting to see what they can do day yeah. to day, what's reflective yeah. of their normal movement. Or even the question, if we we have our standardized tests, mm -hmm. they're fine, they're great, mm -hmm. um, but some of them are a bit boring. Yeah. If we just add some game elements to yeah. those assessment types, yeah. maybe they perform better. Problem is then, okay, but... What does that say of all the reference data that we have of those boring tests? Oh, that's they, a really big question. Yeah, I know. Hey. So I hope, <laughs> I hope there is an effect, but not too big an effect. But that's mm. the, the question is mm. if they're if we're just testing their performance on a certain point. Sure. Um, What does it actually mean? Yeah clinically yeah, yeah yeah those are really good points and I know that even in my practice you know we'll pick and choose which assessors we might do that represent the different levels of the ICF yeah. to gain an appreciation of it this is where goal attainment scale is really good because you get an appreciation of life yeah. um, but you know to, to perform an assessment there's so many times that we go oh look couldn't perform the post assessment because the child was really unhappy they didn't yeah. sleep well there's no point performing that assessment even though we're going to have a missing data point Because it's not representative of yeah. who they are. So you're trying to find, it sounds to me that if we can look at some technology that can hopefully even out the playing field, yeah. right? So you can compare 
from yeah, one day to the next. Or I think that's a great example. One mm. thing that we experienced when I was working in a, in a multidisciplinary practice in, in Belgium mm -hmm. was the fact that when the kids came in, they were uh, assessed at the beginning and you got a slot of about an hour and a half to test them. So you could do whatever you desire to check sure. in on them. We yeah. had a standardized schedule, of yeah. course. Uh -huh. um, but then at the end of the year, you had to schedule in your testing through three different sessions mm -hmm. of half an hour spread over three weeks right so one week they're great yeah. and then you perform the movement ABC yeah but then the next week when you do the VMI tests of yeah. their uh, visual motor, motor integrations, yep. yeah then oh they're tired so yeah. they're performing subpar or yeah. sub their own capacities yeah and it's very difficult because you can't you you saw an improvement and yeah. you can prove it qualitatively yeah but the states demand sometimes quantitative data yeah, to show that's true do they improve and you're unable to show it well to them. i think that's a really that's a dangerous point because you can't show the the good effect that's no. just happened but on the flip side it could be the other way around the child could have performed really poorly in their first day because they weren't quite feeling up for it you engage in a non-evidence-based intervention yeah. and they happen to feel really good at the end and you go whoa this intervention made yeah. a big difference when we know that actually probably yeah not. <laughs> and i think that's where technology can come in because yeah. if you use technology in yeah. your therapy and it constantly extracts data during the process uh -huh. then you have you have a point a and a point b but yeah. in between you have multiple tiny little data points which you can show to yep. have a progression and yep. okay maybe you have a dip at the end but then you can yep. say okay it was a formal test kid didn't like it mm -hmm. it's different than if you just do a one and a, yeah. a one and a two and if there's no improvement well then you're a bad and i'm making <laughs> exclamation <laughs> yeah, points okay, with yeah. my hands yeah. but then you're a bad therapist no it's just no. you didn't have enough data points to sure. show that you're actually yeah. progressing with the yeah. kid i love how you've gone into that sort of detail there so so tell me now as a as a One main point, what's your top tip for clinicians on how they can implement your findings from this poster into the practice? What do you yeah. want them to walk away with? I think uh, one of the key messages I always give when I give talks is, please, if you have a problem, if you have an issue, try and find people in the area. I think the maker community online is very big. There's uh -huh. people who are willing to, for free even, just yeah. as a project, yeah. want to make things that help specific groups. Yeah. Um, I think collaboration is, is the key. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the main uh, ideas that uh, a professor at the Ugent once uh, said to me was, if we fight technology, yeah. we're going to be replaced by it because then they're going to find AI systems that may <laughs> diagnose or may yeah. provide adequate therapies. But if we work with technology, we get to determine the terms in which we collaborate with it. And I that's, that. I think, uh, I the that. main message I want to give. That's great. I, I that absolutely resonates with me too because when we keep talking about the information we provide online if we're not going to make evidence research available to anyone what's going to happen is yeah. the other part of the story which is not evidence-based goes out online yeah. and we lose that we lose the narrative there so i think we, we need to keep up whether yeah. we like it or not yeah. it's where the direction of life is so we probably just need to keep up yeah. and uh and learn how to use it so Thank you for that really stimulating thought about what it is that we could do and use technology. Thank you for your time. I absolutely love that. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, it was lovely. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in for this one. I'll put links of this on our website, researchworks.net. Thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you all again very soon. Bye.